Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is up? Welcome to Friday, June the 4th edition of Roughing the Kicker, an almost daily Chiefs podcast on ArrowheadReport.com. I am your host, Tucker Franklin, and joining me today, as they usually do on Fridays, it is Connor Christopherson and Jordan Foote. Um, who should I start with today? I'm going to go with Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. It feels good to be back. It also feels like I haven't been on the podcast in like five years when in reality it's probably been like eight days or something like that um, because I missed the last mailbag. So good to be back, man. It's great to have you back. I'm glad we've got a we've got the three man pod back again for some pretty good mailbag questions. And Connor, how are you doing today? I'm in the same position as Jordan. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. I think I might forget a few things, like, you know, touching the mic or Mm -hmm. coughing into the mic. Uh, Hopefully you can edit all those out because I'll definitely do them. We'll see. We'll see how good I am. Uh, It's been it's an off season for everybody. So sometimes I've got to take a little off season break too. My internet has been especially bad in this little period here. I don't know what's going on with Spectrum, Jordan. You mentioned prior to the podcast too that your Spectrum was being kind of wacky too. So I think it might be a Spectrum thing overall. I don't know. Yeah, this is clearly an anti-Spectrum podcast. I have inside sources that say it is because they are spectrum. So uh, yes. that's your that's your answer, Tucker. And outside of my house, they're actually doing. I, I don't want to say construction because it's not like a large scale project, but they're putting in AT and T fibers. What they're doing outside of my house. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. If Spectrum can detect the the rivals, so they're messing up. The, so AT and T's jamming the signal. <laughs> if that's what's happening, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's a tinfoil hat conspiracy. But my my internet has been especially bad this past few weeks, and it all started when AT and T fiber started to go in. I would. Um that might might be happening, but uh, I think their uh, their uh, worry is not unfounded because you should jump ship instantly when they do install AT and T fiber. That is the plan as of now. The plan is to go immediately to AT and T fiber. They also raised the bill on us for this crappy internet that we have. They're like, okay, let's raise it fifteen bucks. Maybe they won't notice. So they raised it, and we're like, well, we're not want, we're not want to pay for this. So that's the plan. It's a last-ditch effort to earn money out of you before you switch. Uh, and I say that almost jokingly, but almost not. So, uh, you know, because it is Spectrum and these ISPs are kind of just uh, a bit on the scummy side. They are indeed. Um, it, it is unfortunate that they have to be the, the way that they are. But let's go ahead and dive into our mailbag that we have today instead of talking about ISPs. Uh, we can talk about that in another episode, but today we've got plenty of questions to talk about. Uh, these are all from our Discord server. If you're not a part of our Discord server, make sure you go join it. You can find it, the link in our podcast description or in the description of all of our YouTube videos. You should be able to join whenever, wherever. Uh, I almost busted out in Shakira right there. That's Shakira, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
wanted to make sure. Yeah, I almost busted out in Shakira right there just to, to pitch the Discord. But make sure to go join that. That's where we're taking all of our mailbag questions for this summer. Uh, this first one's from McBreakfast. He's a, he's a new member to the Discord. Ask a great mm -hmm. question here. Out of all of the rookies drafted this year by the Chiefs, which one do you believe has the highest ceiling or has the highest potential to be a possible superstar? This question is... Uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh because not every draft produces a potential superstar, right? Um, but I guess tis the season for speculation. Connor, do you want to start us off and, and say who you think is going to be a Hall of Fame player from this draft class? Uh, all six. So that's the yeah. answer to that question, and we're good. Um, all right. Seriously, though, it's kind of interesting because he says superstar. I think it's hard for a player like Creed Humphrey or even Nick Bolton to be a superstar just because of the positions they play. Like, you can yeah. name maybe one superstar center. Uh, Jason Kelsey, I guess, kind of got name recognition. But other than that, it's like people that know the NFL know their names, but it's not like if you presented their names to a um, casual NFL fan, nobody would really know who Jason Kelsey is or Corey Lindsley really um, so you can say, well, then how could Creed Humphrey technically become a superstar? Nick Bolton, linebackers can become them. There is name recognition there, but it feels like it's getting less and less nowadays. So I actually look towards the later rounds, and you look at those like high upside guys, and you um, say, yeah, well, if they hit their high upside, then they could become one. So it's for me, it's either Joshua Kando or Trey Smith. Even though Trey Smith's a guard, I think they sometimes are name recognition there. Um, but the main one I would say is Kando because edge rushers get all those sacks. He's a big man. He's a, he's a athletic dude. Um, if he lives up to the billing of his five-star recruit coming out of college or college coming out of high school, um, he could become somebody that has name recognition, becomes a superstar. Um, but he needs a lot of work to get there. So, I would say he has the highest ceiling just because of his intangibles, um, and I'd say he's my pick for that. Yeah, I think I'd also go Kando, and I was thinking about going Creed Humphrey, and like what Connor said, he's a center. He's going to be a good center in the NFL, but even if you're a great one, you're not necessarily a superstar. If Josh Kando can get 15 sacks per season, I mean turn into that level of a player, that's close to a superstar. Like, I wouldn't call Frank Clark one, um, even considering, like, if Frank Clark comes out and has 15 sacks, I still wouldn't call him that. But in terms of the highest ceiling of all these guys, Noah Gray could be, if his absolute ceiling, like a starting tight end, I think, Cornell Powell, a reliable number two receiver. Like, there aren't a lot of future star players in this class, and that doesn't mean it's a bad class. We've all established we love it. But... Um, Kando, he is the furthest away from his ceiling, um, or even his absolute ceiling, or even his like low ceiling. But if he can hit that, he could be a really, really good player. Yeah, I'm with both of you guys on Kando. Another one I thought of Cornell Powell. I know Patrick Mahomes spoke highly of Cornell Powell in the in the press conference, and uh, that's a guy who is at a position who gets a little bit more attention than all these other guys that we're mentioning. Kando, you know, an edge rusher, is is a position where now a lot of superstars are being made at edge rusher, and apparently interior defensive line too with Chris Jones and and Aaron Donald. Those are guys that are getting some some superstar deals as well. So those are kind yeah. of the positions I think when you look at positional wise. I think it's a lot easier for you know Kando for 
Cornell Powell to get recognized, to become a superstar. What actually is a superstar? It's kind of one of those things that, like, uh, you don't, if you have to ask if you're a superstar, you're not a superstar type of thing. Um, so that's, it's one of those undefined terms, I guess you could say. Uh, but I think that this draft class does have, a, like, like you mentioned, Jordan, we like this draft class a lot. There's a lot of potential in this draft class. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if all of these guys become solid contributors on this team. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for out of this draft class, not necessarily just like superstars in general. Yeah, and I would say the thing with Cornell Powell is I'm not quite sure his ceiling is superstar level. I would say his ceiling is a solid wide receiver that contributes to the team, but is never really going to be a top 12 guy. Um, it's possible he can become it, but I just personally don't see it from him. I just don't see the innate, like... Uh, traits i don't see the like uh the production in college wasn't really there to say he would be because he's a fifth year senior um so i wouldn't say i see the ceiling enough to say he's a superstar and that's kind of why i didn't really mention his name yeah i just thought his name should be thrown out there too if we yeah. mentioned all these other rookies so um i do think that just positionally as i mentioned he's yeah he's got at one of the best positions for it Right, because a lot of wide receivers, wide receivers are very marketable, as you've been able to tell in the advancements of the NFL. And uh, actually, the Chiefs were able to step to the podium on uh, Thursday, and they talked a little bit. A lot of offensive line guys. I think Andy Heck spoke to the media. Creed Humphrey talked to the media. Um, they, I think Andy Reid talked about the total offensive line rebuild. There was a lot of talk about the offensive line on Thursday, and I'll have a story about that over on Arrowhead Report. Make sure you're tuned into Arrowhead Report. Have that site bookmark arrowheadreport.com. We will have all kinds of coverage of those press conferences going on pretty much all through the weekend. But to bring us up to the second question here, um, this is a, I would say it's an untraditional question uh, that we usually get, but Christian Gumminger frequent contributor to the uh, Roughing the Kicker mailbags. Great questions he always asks. He asks us, why does the forward progress call in the Titans playoff game hurt Chiefs fans so bad? It happened in the second quarter when the Chiefs were winning by multiple scores. And I think that's an hmm. interesting question um, because, yeah, I made a tweet not too long ago. I don't know if you guys remember about this. It's like, what's, the, what's a photo that like is the worst for your team? I think like Twitter Sports tweeted out or something like that. Uh, what what picture do you see that makes you still be sad? And that I tweeted out the you? yes, yeah. I, and I tweeted out a video. I didn't follow the rules very well. I tweeted out a video of the Marcus Mariota deflected pass and he catches it. That one haunts me. The first one I was going to go for was the forward progress one. Um, and then when I saw it, I was like, wait a second, like this is in the second quarter. Like I don't remember. And even the even the uh, deflected ball was was that on the same drive? Maybe it was it was uh, in early like in the third quarter, I think. I thought it was third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I mean, even the both of those plays, the Chiefs are still winning by multiple scores in both those games. I I have two reasons why this one's bad. Go ahead. Um, first, it was after all the other disappointments in the playoffs so there was 2013 before it there was 2003 before it there was all sorts of disappointments for the chiefs that pittsburgh game the year before and then we get this one we get one where the refs obviously blow a call and that's the second reason it was one of the worst blown calls i've ever seen in an nfl game period and uh it was just like nobody knew why they called it like that it was like why is this called forward progress this doesn't even make sense when you look at the rule and we all knew the rule and they're like forward progress oh and it also can't be reviewed because it is forward progress 
and it's just like the absolute audacity of them to call that that penalty or not even penalty just to call that on the field and the fact that there was so much disappointment in the decades before that game and it all just kind of culminated in just something that sticks in the minds of the pre like Mahomes playoff teams for Chiefs fans um, and that's kind of why it still stuck, sticks with me to this day I don't really have anything to add. I think Connor covered it. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that call like three days after the game because I just have a quick memory, I guess, and now I don't really like I'm not as invested in the team, obviously, but um, there are plenty of reasons why people get attached to stuff like that. It was traumatic. It built on previous experiences. Um, it, it was bad. Obviously, that's a major part of it. It was just a bad call. So there, there are several reasons why I think people still kind of are. That's a touchy subject in uh, cheap circles to talk about. Yeah, and I don't really think it's like touchy or anything. Like I can talk about it or whatever. I've never really actually considered any like part of like Chiefs history in quotes to be like touchy for me. Even like the last Super Bowl we lost, I'm like. I was actually over that game. I don't know about you guys. I was over that game before the end of the game. I was just like, ah, eh, you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, we're starting Andrew Wiley at right tackle. You know, it it can happen. Um, so, I don't. I I was just saying. I know. I get the logic behind why people would still think it's like a touchy moment, or they didn't like that moment, or as a uh, hurt so bad as Christian put it. That's interesting. Was this was this like the last call before like the Mahomes era, right? I know yeah. that they have the the offsides, which was that D Ford? No. Um, yeah, that was during yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, that was during Mahomes. But I know that I know that that one is still something that uh, people are latch on to as as <laughs> the NFL is out to get the uh, the Chiefs. And I think that that I think that might be something too that is like pre Mahomes. Um, I don't know. I, do you think that like P, that Chiefs fans are more sensitive about this one than than the D Ford offsides? Oh, D Ford's way. I think people are way more sensitive about D Ford. I still think yeah. people hate D Ford for what he did, even <laughs> though I feel like that's a bit extreme. Um, and I mean, even the Chiefs themselves were seemed a bit uh, a bit miffed about D Ford during their parade. So I mean, it seems like we know which one they're a bit more sensitive about as well. Um, and I think that one, it was in a bigger game. It was with Mahomes. It was against the Patriots. Yeah. It was going to the Super Bowl. I think it's just there was more to that. It's just the Titans game. I just I think the fact that it was just an obvious blown call. It was just kind of and then the dude the referee uh, retired right after that game too. Jeff Triple I believe was the ref, um, which was kind of funny as well. Well, I didn't and, know that. and people still bring up the D Ford thing. Oh, Mahomes would have this many rings if it wasn't for D Ford, blah, blah, blah. And he wouldn't because some of the things that happened after that game wouldn't have necessarily Correct. happened because the Chiefs would Maybe have they won keep and Bob potentially won. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't get how that logic applies. It, it really doesn't, and people still bring it up. I've seen takes on the timeline as recently as like a week ago, people bringing that up about how, oh, he could have four rings uh, counting this coming season or whatever. I'm like, he has one right now, and that's he just has one. Like, you can what if, you can if this happened, if that happened, if this did or didn't happen. What, um, even, what even is the argument for this year? Like, yeah, I, oh, I just don't understand. only these injuries didn't happen, that happen in football all the time. Right. 
you can revise history all you want. I, I just don't understand it. I, I also wish we didn't start Andrew Wiley at right tackle in the Super Bowl, but it did happen, right. and it's not like the NFL like banned us from playing our offensive linemen in the game. They just got injured. So I think being happy with one ring in three years of Mahomes starting is uh, pretty nice, um, and just cool. look forward to the future. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying today's show. We're going to go ahead and step away for a moment so you can hear a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that the butterfly effect is kind of fun to when you talk about, you know, yeah. the D Ford offsides, as, as Jordan mentioned. And you mentioned too, Connor. What if Bob Sutton comes back? They don't sign, you know, uh, Ty Matthew. All that changes. What they, the, what, if they make it to the Super Bowl, a lot changes that next offseason. Uh, the Chiefs made a lot of moves in that offseason to kind of put themselves in position to make it to the Super Bowl. So who knows if they actually do go to three straight. That's why when people are like, oh, they're an offsides call away from three straight Super Bowls, I kind of roll my eyes at it. Like, okay, well, maybe like on the surface, yes. Uh, but like once you start to dive into it and actually logically think about it, it's not that black and white. Yeah, if the Chiefs went to that 2018 Super Bowl, maybe COVID never happened. Who knows? I mean, right. <laughs> the Ch- the Chiefs making the Super Bowl would have stopped COVID. You heard it here first in 2018. Yep. Um, actually, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl in tw- what was that? Well, that would have been the 2019 Super Bowl, right? So when they won the Super yeah. Bowl and they had the parade, uh, there's doctors that say having the parade in Kansas City actually helped slow the spread of coronavirus because if they would have had it in San Francisco, San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco was one of the first hotspots of coronavirus. It would have spread even more than it already did. You're, um, you're welcome, San Francisco. Yeah, so you're welcome, world. Um, yeah. the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Maybe America. Yeah, yeah. Let's scale it down to America. America. Right. How how American of me of just to assume that everyone cares about the Super Bowl. Uh, but anyway, World let's champions, talk about, baby. Right. That's a, that's for a whole nother podcast. We could talk about uh, nationalism in America. But it, nevertheless, let's talk it's about off season. Question. <laughs> right. Let's talk about Wes's question here. This is also an off season question here. Uh, Jordan, I want to start with you on this one. What's your favorite sports video game of all time? And Wes makes sure to say, include the year, please. Don't just say 2K or Madden. I need specifics. I saw on Twitter, Jordan, that you've been playing a lot of 2K14 recently. And my answer, I think, is NBA 2K14. And the thing with Madden and 2K is that it's basically a roster update every year. Like, not specific ones. Like, Madden 2000, 
2003, 2004, those jump out at me as a kid playing them. I'm on the PS2 and I have those memories, but man, 2K14, like, I was, I'm trying to do the math of <clears throat> how old I was at that time. Um, it came out in 2013, so I was 14 yeah. when it came out. Um, mm, everyone high in high school. school thought it was the coolest thing ever. That would have been, I think, freshman year, eighth grade year, whatever. Um, just played it nonstop. And, like, I sold my PS4 about six or seven months ago. I just wasn't playing it. Like, it had yeah. sat there for months untouched. And I was like, I'm getting rid of this. I'm never going to use it. Then one day I was like, man, I want to play some 2K. <laughs> and I fired up the 360 and 2K14 oh. was the only thing I had. So I was like, eh, this is all right. And I've been playing in my career. Um, I had a player named Kobe Bryant. So I was playing on the Lakers, and I have a thread on Twitter that I've uh, kind of been updating. I need to get back and update it more because I've been getting traded and stuff like that. But um, it, was, it wasn't it was overpowered like some of the earlier 2Ks were. Um, it isn't watered down like some of the new ones are. I think it was like a happy medium and, and probably my favorite game. Now, like NCAA 14 or 13, whatever the most recent one was, um, that will always 14. have a... A special place in my heart until the new one comes out. Um, Tiger Woods PGA Tour mm, 09, one, I yeah. think. NFL head coach, um, NBA oh. hang time for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> that was the very first sports game I ever played. Um, NFL quarterback club 97, I think it was. Like now, I'm yeah. really digging deep into the memory archives here. But to answer the question, I think 2K14 is probably my favorite. Hmm. I've got two, and one of them is a Madden game. Um, Madden 2007, I really enjoyed. The one with Sean Alexander on the front. Um, probably the best soundtrack in the history of Madden. Um, my gosh, it is a banger. Um, and also the franchise mode was really good in that one. I think they, they added a lot of things to franchise mode that year. Um, and now franchise mode's a garbage wreck of a mode that they've ignored for years for uh, yep. Ultimate Team. Uh, which is sad. Um, and the last good Madden, I believe, was the one, funnily enough, with Peyton Hillis on the cover. I think it was 2012. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That was the last good one. Since then, it's just been, like you said, roster updates. But before that, I would say the Maddens were good, and 2007 was my favorite. I played so much 2007. Um, and I was like only... I was... When it came out, basically, I was like in uh, middle school. So I kind of ignited my love for football. And taught me a lot about it. Another one that I think uh, a lot of people have memories of is Backyard Baseball. Um, oh, that, that game was killer. The one with uh, the kids and uh, the like Sammy Sosa as a kid and stuff like that. And Pablo Sanchez, which is in a lot of memes on Twitter mm -hmm. and around the internet. Um, so that one was another one I played a lot of. And I really enjoyed Backyard Baseball. You guys named a lot of good ones. Um, you might have heard me digging around while Jordan was talking because I've got my Xbox 360 kind of next to me and I was digging around in my games to see what I had. I've, I've been playing NBA 2K12 and I found the case of it. Uh, that's the one with like Jordan on the cover and I think it was like a commemorative edition. Yeah, it was, it was on the cover. Yeah. Um, who, what's the one with Kobe on it? That had like the whole that's locker 11. that came with it. That's 11. Or no, that's 10. Um, I'm sorry. You're right. That is 10. Um... There was there was a time there where I had like every two K from like uh, twenty ten to like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen or something like that, um, and I I like had them all. 
when did they introduce, I think it was on 12, is when they introduced the Rookie Showcase game mm-hmm. um, in their little little My my Player, and then they ch- later changed it to My Career. Um, that's that's one of my favorite, just dropping like 65 in the Rookie Showcase and then going, um, fit, <laughs> then going still like 12th overall. Mm-hmm. Um, because they still they have the automated draft order, and you only really go to like four teams unless you actually absolutely tank in the rookie showcase. Um, I always thought that was funny, and and you got to do the interviews and everything. I really liked that. Um, NCAA football 07 was the first NCAA football game that I had, and that one you could do the uh, the career mode. I can't remember what it was called. Um, Oh man, I can't remember. Road to Glory is what they called it. Yes, and you could do that, and then you could hook it up to the Madden 07, yeah. and then you could take your player, and then that's what I I really liked that one. Another one that I wrote down was NFL Street. Do you guys remember that game mm-hmm. on the PS2? Mm-hmm. I loved that game, and I think I also had the, an NBA Street one too. Um, I, I liked both of the street games; those were always fun. I liked it when you could run up the wall and do like avoid tackles. That was also really dope. Um, Recently, I, I enjoy FIFA. Just uh, see the same thing with the FIFAs. They're just big, basically big old roster updates, and that's what a lot of people have a big old gripe about FIFA. Uh, but my favorite FIFA game was FIFA 14. It was the FIFA World Cup game in Brazil, and they had like a bunch of like World Cup themed things on there. I don't think uh, that I think that was the most I've enjoyed a FIFA game. <laughs> But, yeah. What do you got, Jordan? I just uh, remember, did you guys ever play Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup on the PC? Dude, <laughs> it just... I know about the game. You brought up FIFA World Cup, and I was thinking of the <laughs> Harry Potter... That might be my actual answer now that I think of it, dude. I mm-hmm. wasted hours and hours in that game. Uh, have you watched Quidditch in real life? Like, they play Quidditch. I've seen YouTube IRL. videos. Yeah, I've not. It is kind of fun to watch, especially because somebody dresses up in that spandex suit as the snitch and just runs around and they have to catch him. <laughs> um, it's like a gold, like, spandex suit. And, the, and then people playing the Quidditch game have to chase him around, and if they, like, catch him, they win. Like, in the actual mm-hmm. Quidditch um, in Harry Potter. So, mm-hmm. um that's always that's kind of fun to watch. I watched a few matches of somebody I knew in college. They played on one of the teams, so uh, yeah. watching that was pretty fun. Mizzou is a big Quidditch school. Um, yeah, they have, it, it was at Mizzou. Yeah, lots of lots of Quidditch games going down at Mizzou, and I think they like travel and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a big deal there. Um, I have not. I actually haven't seen. Well, I, oh, I take that back. I've read the first Harry Potter book like when I was in high school for like a book report. And I've seen, like, the first maybe two movies. I think I've just seen the first one. So I haven't dove into the Harry Potter universe all that wow, much. Okay. It sounds like I need to. I know. Um, but I've just recently started to dive into the Star Wars universe. That's that's the universe I've started to get into a did little you, bit more. So did you start with Solo? or No, no, no. I don't, no. You need to explain why you watch Solo. I'm just curious. Just because I hadn't seen it. I was just like, okay. okay. I just, I just Have you seen Rogue it. One? Yeah, I've seen Rogue One. Okay. Um, okay. So I've seen all nine, and then I've seen Rogue One, Solo, 
and I'm debating on if I want to start Rebels or Clone Wars. We had a big discussion about this in our Discord uh, this morning, if yeah. well, on Thursday morning, if you guys aren't a part of the Discord, um, about what what you should do when in terms of the animated series and how they tie into the on-screen live-action series, and then with like the Mandalorian, the new series that they have there, and Bad Batch is a new animated series that they have out on Disney Plus as well. Just how they all tie into each other and how they all come into each other. Yeah, the man, I would recommend the Mandalorian. It was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're gonna do a bunch more. I think later this year. So uh, right. That, unlike some of the movies recently, uh, there's there is some good Star Wars IP shows out there. Oh, Jordan, do you remember? This made me think of this because you said Tiger Woods. Remember the Masters game they used to have? I can't mm-hmm. remember what year it was, but it was like a PGA Masters game, and it was centered around the Masters. I really enjoyed that one, and I enjoyed putting it like on rookie and shooting like fifty six under. And like, <laughs> for some reason, I've always enjoyed that with sports games is like flipping it to like easy mode and just putting up insane stats. That's always been my favorite part. How many Tiger Woods games did you play? Because uh, I think Tiger Woods 2004 had this weird course where it was like a jungle course. And mm-hmm. it was like some holes were like 800 yards long. Yes. And it was yeah, some, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Some, I, I remember that. That course I, was mm-hmm. so weird. And you would, even as like if you're playing as Tiger, it was like super hard. What um, year I just was... remember that about 2004. I think it was 2004. I think he had think like a red was. shirt on the front, even though he's probably had a red shirt on the front for a few of them. <laughs> but uh, I remember playing that one a lot as well, as if we're talking about sports games we played. I watched some streamers that play uh, the new PGA Tour game. It's not called Which Tiger is very Woods good, anymore. by the way. Yes, I've heard very good things about it. I think friend of the program, Kent Swanson, plays a lot of PGA Tour. I play, I play it a fair bit. Yeah, I, don't they have like custom courses that you can play as well, and, yeah. and people can make their own courses. You can do like your own PGA Tour career where you go up uh, through. Uh, Q, they don't call it Q School anymore. I don't whatever they call the like pe- the step mm-hmm. below the PGA Tour. You go up through there to the PGA Tour, and then they have the FedEx Cup every year and oh, nice. with your own golfer, and then you get better gear and you hit longer, and, you know, all that jazz. And it's it's actually pretty good, so. I would recommend it to anybody who likes golf and wants to play a golf video game. Huh. That does sound pretty good. Do you fellas got any more uh, games you want to add, or do you, should we wrap this up? No, I think that's... I We exhausted all the sports games I played as a kid. Yeah. I think I played NHL 94. That's, like, the first NHL game they made on, like, the PS1. That's one I can remember. NHL games are actually really fun to play. I don't know. You guys might not be big hockey fans, but they're always really fun to play for some reason. I don't know. I've always enjoyed yeah. those. I played the uh, Windows pinball game on my yep. uh, computers back in the day. So uh, does that count as a sport? <laughs> Maybe. I just recently learned how to actually play Minesweeper instead of just clicking random squares. So that's been fun. Uh, you, isn't that the way to play it click random squares well i thought so until i saw a tiktok about it um that's how there's a tiktok for everything there is a tiktok for everything so fellas if you don't have anything else i'll go ahead and wrap it up uh i think we should end it on there is a tiktok for everything yes fair enough jordan i i think so too 
All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Roughing the Kicker. Make sure to follow Jordan on Twitter at Footnoted. Follow Connor on Twitter at Connor underscore DKC. And follow me on Twitter at Tucker D. Franklin. On Monday, I will be back with Mark Van Sickle. And we're going to be talking about the second year jump with Legarius Sneed. We're going to get our need for Sneed in on Monday. So until then, I'll talk to you on Monday. The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a daily Kansas City Chiefs podcast brought to you by Almost Entirely LLC in association with ArrowheadReport.com. Roughing the Kicker is hosted and produced by Tucker Franklin, executive produced by Joshua Briscoe, and is available on ArrowheadReport.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Chiefs coverage, visit ArrowheadReport.com and follow at SI Chiefs, at Tucker D. Franklin, and at JB Briscoe on Twitter.